Welcome to episode 0003 of the neighborhood-renowned Is That What My Voice Sounds Like? I am one of your hostesses, Molly with an I-E. With me in combined kitchen, living room, dining room, studios are, as always, Toby the Barking Dog, who is not actually here, but we might hear her later. Mackenzie with an I-E. And Molly with a Y. And we are so thrilled to introduce a very special guest today, Mr. Nicholas. Hello. Hello, Nicholas. We are delighted that you're here with us uh, because... Oh, great. Yes. Pause, <laughs> pause for Other human response. <laughs> uh, you have a lot of uh, passions and hobbies, I believe, and one of them includes Wishbone. Oh, it's pretty much my number one hobby. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we have spent a little bit of time in episode 0001 discussing two Molly's and Mackenzie's uh, background with Wishbone. But mm. do you want to share with our listeners and with us how you found Wishbone, uh, your any stories, anecdotes about Wishbone? Oh, yeah. Wishbone and I go way back. <laughs> to the 90s. <laughs> way, way back to the... 1890s. 1890s. Oh, yeah, oh, Nicholas I mean, is actually 104. <laughs> I know I don't look it. Well, maybe I do. But. Yeah, no, I mean, I, my, you know, every day after school in, uh, I guess, elementary school, yeah, my uh, ritual would be wishbone. No, Kratz Creatures, then Wishbone, then uh, Bill Nye the Science Guy. Oh, and, uh, that is a good lineup. Okay. M- much as I... Not to be um, racist, <laughs> I think this is how racism works, but is Kratz Creatures a Canadian thing? I... It might be. I'm, no, it, it can't be because it was on. It was on KSPS uh, broadcast mm-hmm. from Spokane, Washington. Okay. Despite having grown up on the frozen tundra of Canada, <laughs> we did get some American programming, uh, and uh, I watched Wishbone on KSPS. And much as I loved Bill Nye, Wishbone was really my jam back then. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I don't. I have enough. international appeal. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Even yeah. in Canada. Even in Canada. <laughs> Yeah, but I mean, no, I mean, Wishbone, I owe a lot to Wishbone. Um, you know, Say I only more. did. I, I actually, like, I did as, I only did as well as I did on the AP English exam, 100% because of Wishbone. Because one of the essays <laughs> I wrote, 
I can't remember what book it was, but it was a book that I hadn't actually read, but I had seen the Wishbone episode. Bam! Oh, yeah. that is awesome. I feel like this would be a better story if I actually remembered what the book <laughs> is. I should just make it was it was the episode on Camus the Myth of Myth of Sisyphus. I don't know if you remember oh, that. Oh, yeah, that was the really one where he wears the little wings. Yeah. <laughs> yes. That was a, a really controversial episode and yeah. now you can only find it on the dark web. It's true. It's yeah. true. Yeah. Yeah, but I have a, yeah, the other the other time I remember like crystal clear was um, when I when I watched the uh, Frankenstein episode, and I don't remember if you remember that one, but it is heart wrenching. Oh, and um, put, we'll put it on the list. I yeah. came, yeah. I, I came to the dinner table just in tears because <laughs> oh. the poor Frankenstein monster just wanted a friend. <laughs> and my mom was like, "Why are you bawling your eyes out at five in the afternoon?" And it was just like that Frankenstein episode. So sad. Does Wishbone play Frankenstein or the monster? <laughs> Uh, he plays Frankenstein. Yeah. Okay. So then there's just a sad yeah. monster. A I, sad I, monster dog. I was a sensitive <laughs> oh. child. So I'm glad, I'm glad you so, didn't... Uh, pick that I'm one. I'm glad you didn't pick that episode because now that I'm a man, I'm not allowed to cry. <laughs> uh, yeah, that sounds... That's not so in so this. When our ratings drop... That maybe was also right. one of the lessons of Pride and Prejudice. Men are not really allowed to feel. Yes. And oh. that was some of the pratfall. <laughs> well, that's a good segue. That was. So the episode that we watched was First Impressions with you, which Nicholas already proved his value by explaining that to me because I thought it was a Pride and Prejudice pun, but really it was a dog pun. I mean, I could First. be wrong. Maybe, no, I'm pretty sure you're correct. You're, you're yeah, definitely right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so the 20 minutes... So far, our track record of figuring out the titles of the episodes have been zero. Um, so that was already good. So first impressions, uh, the modern day plot is a dance, a school dance. Was it a school dance? I think it was a beach uh, social. It was a beach party social. Thrown yeah. by the school? It was in a gym. Anyway, there was a I, social, a beach I mean, it was social. all the kids at the school, yeah. so. Yeah, and most of the parents were there, too. Right. <laughs> and the dogs. Yeah. <laughs> Real family affair. So, yeah, so anyone was invited. Yes. Um, so a beach party social that the kids were going to, um, DeMont started things off by making fun of the three heroes for not being cool enough to go to the dance. And then that led us into a twisted web of rumors between David and Sam and Joe, which then led Wishbone into uh, Jane Austen's Pride and Prejudice. Mm-hmm. Pride and Prejudice mm-hmm. is the title of that book. Yes. Not so, first impressions. No. No. No, it's not. Um, so, uh, yeah. So that was, that's, uh, that's where we, we started with Wishbone. Mm-hmm. Do you have a specific <laughs> what should next what should we talk thing? about? Um, okay, well, why don't we start with um, production value because mm. that was my favorite part of the whole thing. So the Pride and Prejudice parts of the story, I thought, like they had multiple actors, yeah, multiple costumes, big a cast. Lot of costumes, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Molly had some problems though with the costumes. Okay, so <laughs> before I go into all of this, usually I'm the person that's like. <laughs> I'm going to go on a feminist rant about blah, blah, blah. But there is one thing that 
takes precedence over my feminist identity, and that is my identity as a huge Jane Austen slash Pride and Prejudice fan. Like, above all things, I uh, embarrassingly, everybody knows I love Pride and Prejudice, Mr. Darcy, everything. And so, have these dumb, nitpicky, oh, the costumes were all wrong, you guys, it bothered me so <laughs> much. Like, I was some OCD vampire, and you, like, spilled a bunch of nails in front of me, and I was just like, this is not right. Uh, there's just something about about having characters from, like, your favorite book wear, like, your favorite period book wearing costumes from another period. It's just, I just it makes me what feel itchy. What period was that? So, okay, so the thing with Pride and Prejudice is it's set in sort of, like, the Napoleonic era um, that's why there were so many soldiers around because they're, Excellent. you know, fighting uh, Napoleon on the continent. Band. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it could have been a marching band. It could have just been that phase when England was really into red coats, matching red coats. Um, but no, yeah. So um, and then during that phase, like it's a very distinct look for women because um, the style was uh, they were all into like oh Greek and Roman values, and so uh, the Those you know gone were the. Um, tight um, corsets and stuff, and they went to this free-flowing empire dress style, which is when um, it just kind of stops right below the boobs and then flows out, right? And it's Very, very flattering. Yes, yes very flattering. Unless you're a waif, you look pregnant yes. no matter what. But then, like, so half of the dresses were empire style or, like, you know, Napoleonic style. Then the other half were these, like, weird uh, Victorian hybrids which were was a period like right after when they did go back to being more constricted and because like if you know you're a Jane Austen fan and you watch enough of this shit which you do because it ends up being like an addiction <laughs> you recognize the dresses and then just seeing these giant balloon puffy sleeves I don't know it was like watching costumes from Anne of Green like they recycled it was Anne of Green, Gables. Green Gables yes oh, yes and then puffy you're dressed sleeves. like Oh, yeah. man, they're, you're not. Fair, they probably only have so many uh, period of these periods. Yeah, I know. Like, public television <laughs> costume wear. You probably had to borrow those that, from uh, some other show. It's like borrowing stuff from your mom's closet. It's just like not quite right. It, it bothers me. Not to mention and, uh, Wishbone's costume. That's okay. not oh. dogs dressed back then. <laughs> no, no, no. They usually wore a dog smock. And believe me, I realize the irony of the episode where the B real-life plot is uh, about the mean character making fun of everyone else because they weren't wearing the right that clothing. That was confusing. Oh, yeah. I'll, and then yeah. here I am as this podcast commentator being yeah, like, you're they didn't wear the right clothes, so everyone <laughs> should die. The whole thing should have been burnt down. Uh, Molly, you're the so, demand mm-hmm. of Pride and Prejudice. But you know, the, I, the just, other, I might just have to cop to that the title. The thing you pointed out was that, I mean, DeMond spent the entire first half of the episode making fun of Joe's shirt, and then he turns yeah. up to the dance. In a Joe-like shirt. Yeah, exactly the, the same exact shirt. Same shirt. I mean, it was, yes. Yeah, that was yeah. very confusing. And maybe my eye isn't quite attuned to like nineties <laughs> fashions to that degree. Yeah, maybe he was doing one of those like oh, those collar is two inches and it should only be one and mm. a half for an evening event or something. <laughs> yes. I will, you know, I will say if we're on the the fashion track uh, temporarily, mm-hmm. I'm giving the fashion award to Joe. Just you know, he. Just, yeah. I grew up in Southern California. He was wearing some very cholo like clothes. Like he'd mm-hmm. walk in, I'd be like, smooth vato. Oh, <laughs> Like his, like yeah. yeah, yeah, the shirt, like the plaid shirt that was down to his knees, that was buttoned all the way up to the collar. Yeah, oh, all the yeah, way, all the way 
up to the collar and he had his hair slicked back and I was like, mm, Joe. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Also, isn't there a thing where you wear your clothes inside out? Wasn't that a thing? It could have been. Chris Cross. No, Joe was on point. Parks and Rec. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, What's a bowl cap? The bowl cut. The bowl cut. Mm-hmm. And that, then slicked back. The it, slicked back bowl cut really totally helped. worked. Yeah. When he came to the dance, he came to the dance. Yeah, yeah. he did. Yeah, he With his dog. On fleek. <laughs> his That's dog. Right. Yes, on fleek. And I liked Sam's dance outfit also, mm, which yeah. at first I said, oh, it's so great. She doesn't have to wear a dress. But I was mistaken. Yes. Because that weird long sleeve, short sleeve V-neck combo mm. was actually attached to a dress. I think <laughs> that she... So I, I identified with her style at the dance mm-hmm. uh, because I'm pretty sure that she wore a high-necked long sleeve shirt underneath yes. her dress because otherwise it would have exposed her collarbone. Yes. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah I, I, agree. I myself was not comfortable doing that. <laughs> so. Yes, that is that is true. <laughs> Um, I did. I really got some serious flashbacks to middle school dances. Oh, oh God! Really Shall we talk like about the terror? Yes. Of mm-hmm. Yes. Those yeah. All those people staring at you. Oh, it makes me nervous. Yeah, I mean, everybody just stands around. People get so weird. You guys have got to calm down. We won't be weird. Every, I, every, the minute they started talking about it, I was in like a panic sweat. <laughs> you were already figuring I out. I was already like, how could I you I think get I'm sick, sick that day. Yes. <laughs> um, a dentist appointment in the, it's an evening dentist. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they started off by kind of all deciding they didn't want to go. And then Sam was actually sort of like, no, guys, we're going to like go and we'll have fun. That seemed like normal. Yeah. And then yeah. much like David, I was like, no, you won't. <laughs> It'll never work. But, yeah. but, the, but the reason they thought they weren't going to have fun was because they didn't have dates. Not because like their parents were going to be there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that, yeah, that's true. That's true. They didn't uh-huh. have a problem with Ellen. They, were, mom they weren't going to be cool enough. I just wish they had invited Wanda. Yes, oh, yes, yes. Wanda made it. I, Wanda did not make an appearance in this episode, which was too bad because she was definitely a highlight of um, the last episode that we watched. Mm-hmm. A sure. dogged exposed. A dogged exposed. That was also <laughs> that was hard. <laughs> dogged expose and yes. first impressions. Mm-hmm. Can I just share a, a quick note about the outfit that I wore to my first middle school dance? Yes. I remember it so vividly. Mm-hmm. Were what, you were you what at that dance one? was it? It was the Valentine's one. Oh, I danced with that's Sam. Even worse. Oh, yeah. I danced with Sam dance. W. Oh yeah. Oh you did. It was the most uncomfortable that, situation that's I've ever got, been in. He in had my some life. some cachet because when you're in middle school the tiny boys, for some yeah. reason, are cute. And like it's a bizarre. head shorter than me. Oh. Yeah. And I'm oh, yeah. not tall. He yeah. still is a head shorter than you. I saw him in oh. Ballard, which oh, wow. is a neighborhood of Seattle that you heard about in our last episode. <laughs> oh, weird. Okay, yeah. so Hopefully what did you wear to, to this? Yeah, I know, oh, because oh, yeah. then I was going to, like, literally, I put my arms straight across on his shoulders like yes. I was a mummy. <laughs> and he, I don't even know where he put my arms. Did I have a waist then? Probably not. And then... Um, I didn't even think I finished the song, which is only three and a half minutes. I couldn't stand like that for three and a half minutes. Nope. Left. Mm-hmm. It's probably Chubba Wamba. <laughs> oh. oh, yeah. That would have been better. Do you remember your outfit? Oh, if I had to guess, I was probably wearing uh, rayon pants. Mm-hmm. Or maybe I had worn, no, I doubt I wore jeans. And a long, I probably was wearing a long t-shirt, much like Joe. <laughs> 
<laughs> yes, yes. I, I managed to dodge a lot of these fraught situations by DJing the dances. Oh, oh that's a great idea. Of high school, except that that came with its own like um, you know set uh-huh. of stressors. Yeah. You know, if, if you didn't play the right music and people weren't dancing and then there was I mean I didn't go to like the coolest school so there, <laughs> there was one dance that I was like really psyched for because I spent like weeks planning the music I was going to play Aww. and then like in the middle of it everyone just decided they'd rather go outside and play kickball oh. was, like, this was like in grade 12 so this is when like, we were all like you know 11 this was like ironic playing kickball Come oh. on. Come on. Get back <laughs> to be fair, I mean, I don't know why they were holding a dance like in the middle of the afternoon. But Oh, no. what? A 12th grade dance, dance in the middle of the afternoon? Like I said, I didn't go to the coolest. Yeah. <laughs> uh, here, so did you guys, were your dances actually in like the gym, like in all the movies and yeah. stuff? Yeah. Uh, ours was, we, didn't, we didn't have a gym lunch- at yeah. our school. We, didn't. we had a portable that was a gym, but I saw ours was in the lunchroom, uh-huh. but it was in the evening. Yeah. See, what did you wear, Molly? <laughs> oh, right. Okay. So I had... Now I would love this outfit, and then I loved this outfit. <laughs> but every year in between then and now, I probably was embarrassed about that outfit. Uh, so it, I had uh, plaid oh. bell-bottom pants yes. that were lime green and blue. Oh, yep. man. And so then 90s. a lime green turtleneck. Yep. Again, that I did lot. not like exposed <laughs> collarbones. <laughs> and a blue Chanel sweater over it that was the same Ooh. color blue as the blue in the pants wow and then i had uh velour like dark blue velour filas which i had in a couple of different colors but i'm pretty sure i went with the dark blue for that particular dance that that's very coordinated and really a hot lot of clothing yes (laughs) yes 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 (laughs) also not many other girls wore pants that's what i remember I remember getting there and being like, oh, it's like cute dresses or um, like basketball jerseys. Oh. Because this was the 90s. So, you know, basketball, the NBA was big. Well, I guarantee you I was wearing pants. Okay. Well, maybe, I think we didn't know each other in sixth grade. No, we weren't friends then. Yeah. Also, I spent a lot of the time in the bathroom because I realized no one could get to me in there. (laughs) (laughs) No one could talk to me. No, that makes it sound like I was hiding in there because I was like embarrassed. It was more like I just didn't want to interact. Well, the bathroom, I I remember it being a pretty happening place. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you had to stay in the stall if you really wanted. People got together and then Mm -hmm. you'd break up and then you'd come to the bathroom. That that was a a big big deal. Mm I felt like people at my school didn't date, like my middle school didn't date very much. Like it was a lot. Okay. So your guys' experiences sound a lot more like, like dances from like movies and TV shows. Like I felt like as mine Those are were, based on our lives. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then like, I'm but sure like, that's where they got wishbone Even, yes. even without like time as like, I remember thinking even during these middle school dances, I was like. I don't think this is how they're supposed to be. (laughs) So, like, our dances... Okay, so, first of all, like, I went to Southern California Middle School, which, because there's so much sun, like, our... (laughs) Our high schools are kind of like like mostly outside anyway. Like we didn't mm. have enclosed halls and stuff like that. Oh. And um, like we had we had like a small cafeteria, but nobody ate in there. Everyone ate in the outside courtyard because there's no reason to be not inside to. if it's nice out. Yeah, and then like we had a gym, but you just kind of like did sports stuff there, and it kind of stank. And so. <laughs> uh, 
And I think kind of, I don't know, the school, whatever. At some point, like, all Southern California schools made the decision that, like, these dumb dances were going to be held in these open lunchroom courtyards, right? So all of our, oh, yeah, so all it. of okay. our, our middle school dances, like Sadie Hawkins, you know, like, uh, Valentine's Day. Sadie um, Hawkins dance? Well, so here's what happened, like, expectations for these dances were now so low it was so blase that it was just really (laughs) blah because this is how our dances went um they're in these open courtyards with like benches where you eat lunch usually (laughs) so and they're outside and uh it was right after school this is right after school oh yeah yeah Yeah. it was right after school yeah outside (laughs) it's sunny yeah 3 30 dancing time and like all the school would do to make it a dance was they would like uh tape a couple balloons to the trees and set up a like (laughs) like like uh rearrange the benches so that it kind of enclosed off the area and then because like like, yeah to make a dance floor so it wasn't just like a park yeah no no it wasn't even there wasn't that much greenery it was all like concrete except for a few trees because it was oh, where we ate lunch so much worse than i yeah it's re- was it was mm, you know not to be over dramatic about it but i think i am gonna be, go for it was it. slightly concentration camp like you're just sort of in an enclosed area it's lots of concrete oh, could also you're standing be, around it could also be the location or like, like work really, camp like let's just say work camp really like underground industrial Music rave. Party. rave, yeah. Yeah. In the daytime? <laughs> at 3.30. Yeah, at 3.30. And then, like, and, and you know, when you guys describe your, your dance outfits, uh, our dance outfits were whatever we wore to school okay. that day. But I oh, right. Because you don't go home to change. <laughs> so you don't go home to change. And, like, you know, and there's this little table, and, like, dance tickets were, like, a dollar or something. And so everyone's like, are you going to the dance? Uh, yeah, I guess. It's on my, my way home. Yeah, I think it was till four. And so, like, you know, in a way, we, I almost never felt that dance anxiety because it never felt like a dance. It was just like, we're going to really awkwardly stand around this place where we ate lunch in like two hours (laughs) hours before. Two hours ago. In the same outfits we were wearing two hours before anyway. Yes. There's just some balloons on the trees and nobody asked anyone like, and, and so it's just, you're just all standing around and uh, there's music and and, you know, one of the teachers is a DJ, which is yeah. just the worst. <laughs> and so, yeah, these things were just really unenjoyable for everyone. Like, there wasn't even, uh, it didn't even set the stage for dramatic breakups and, like, yeah, makeout sessions or anything. Yeah, it was just sort of a... They, you know, I don't know how the administration figured out the magical formula for just killing all of these teenage hormones. <laughs> because it was just so well, depressing. Well, to be fair, the dancing wishbone also seemed fairly platonic. Yeah. Really. Yeah. No one was also dancing. Did anybody know no, that? No, they there, never there, danced. There was, there was, was there some a little bit of Oh, in the shuffling. beginning there was, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's true. Oh, there yeah, sorry. I was funny shuffling. There were, however, some elaborate dance numbers in the Pride and Prejudice section of the show. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, that was a lot of it. As Wishbone explained later, that that was a big feature in those days. And what did he call *Pride and Prejudice*? A song of or a book of dancing and parties. Yeah, yeah I, I loved yes. his opening line. You know, you know, what's a one way you would crystallize the message of *Pride and Prejudice*? Is that um, a lot of people get nervous at parties? Yes. Being nervous about parties happens to a lot of people. Read Jane Austen. Back in 1813, she wrote a juicy, meaty book about people and parties. Pride and prejudice. Again, now I've I've read Pride and Prejudice, and I watched that really long thing 
with um, Colin Firth. Hair guy. Don't, yeah. don't you dare speak I'm well just of the saying, BBC <laughs> I'm just saying, I watched that a long time ago, and I read the book once, or maybe twice, but I didn't remember a lot of it, and I did find this wishbone very helpful for like, I was like, oh, that is what it was about. Okay. That did help crystallize it for me. So, you know, I got a lot out of this episode. Mm-hmm. I feel like I learned a lot. Yeah. Um, I mean, they did leave out one of my favorite ca- characters, Mr. Collins. Mr. Collins. Oh, I do. That's the dad, right? No. No. no the, uh, the, 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 um, the pastor. Oh, yeah. I like him too. Yeah, yeah. But my real favorite character was the mean sister. Yes. Oh, she, she might have actually been the best version of that character. She this was fabulous. Version. And she... Um, was a triple threat. I made that that number double threat because she was an actor, but also it, we learned at the end of the episode choreographed the dance scenes. Yeah, and they were well choreographed, and she looked like she knew what she was doing in the behind the scenes picture. Mm-hmm. I also found out that she was in. Are you guys ready? Because I am. Yes, her. yes. Because I was like, well, look at her face. Like if she wasn't made for like period drama, <laughs> then. I mean, it's like super round and yeah. Oh, round, but also angular. Yeah. Like pointy chin. Heart shaped. Is that what heart shaped looks like? Because I never understood that. (laughs) I'm only like people have either like round or square, I think. Anyway, she was also not in period pieces. So that was a failed hypothesis. Oh, she was not. Mad Men though. She was on Mad Men. Mm -hmm. I feel like she maybe was one of the... um, Silver Fox's girlfriends at some point. I can't remember. I've seen her before. Like, I can visualize her in Mad Men. She was on Parks and Rec. Oh, as who? She's in multiple episodes. And so I don't know. I think she must be someone from, like, town hall meetings. Oh. Maybe. Okay. She's not the campaign manager, is she? No. 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 Okay, okay. No. They have the same nose, though. Yeah. They, I could, yeah. So, I, yeah, I didn't get, I, it was a little hard to navigate like who these, like I wanted like screenshots of their performances and all these things. And she was in Ugly Betty for a couple episodes. Oh. And I don't know where she was in Ugly Betty either. But oh yeah, so she gosh. was, she's, she's like got still a lot working. To investigate. Yeah. So I'll figure out who she was in Parks and Rec probably my, when I watch it the next time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. My other favorite char- character was the uh, cameo of um, Mr. Wickham played by Derek Zoolander. Oh my gosh. Oh. That yes. Yes. was amazing. Can you, can you paint a word picture of yes. his... Delivery. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, basically, it was Derek Zoolander being Mr. Wickham. Yeah. Uh, I mean, doing, um, I was, it's really perfect. Yeah, yeah, he's doing Blue Steel throughout. The whole yeah. time. Yes. The whole time. <laughs> and, and the same sort of voice, like, yes, I used to be friends with Mr. Darcy's father, but now I am poor. Oh, <laughs> poor. Now I am poor. This news is shocking. Poor, poor. And lots of like looking straight ahead and then down to the left. Yeah. And then straight ahead and then down to the left. As his line fell to the end of the sentence. He was great. Yeah. He also yeah. was, uh, you know, another style point. The only guy in that plot line that was wearing hair gel. All the well, other dudes had their hair kind of to, flowing free. But I think it's to indicate feeling. that he yeah. is evil. Mm-hmm. Hair gel yeah. equals yeah. evil. That's yeah. True. Except or, for with Joe. Yeah, yeah. exactly. I was just yeah. going to say, maybe Joe was like looking at him for some style tips. Yeah. Um, and he did not wear a giant silk floppy bow tie, which was my oh. favorite male accessory yes. Yes. on other guy and <laughs> Wishbone wore one at one point, And that was so cute. I have to give a shout out to Mr. Bingley's amazing red, like kind of Baroque 
kind of coat that looks yeah. like he stole it from Prince's wardrobe. Yeah. I he like, rocked that. He was like it, Mr. bright Manley. red pants and a yeah. contrasting red coat. With that like, like fleur-de-lis or flowers <laughs> yes. or something. Yes. I was just like, mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I really liked I really liked him. Also, okay, they're all the the girls are their last name. They're all Miss Bennett, right? Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. the oldest one they call Miss Bennett. Mm-hmm. Oh, like she gets yeah, the title. I was really Ms. uncomfortable Bennett, yeah. in multiple situations where Elizabeth mm-hmm. and Miss <laughs> Bennett were standing next to each other, and then one of them would say, "Shall we go, Miss Bennett?" And if mm-hmm. I were Elizabeth, right. I'd be going, "No, no, not me. No, I'll stand <laughs> here." Mm-hmm. That seems. But yeah, in the book, they they just anytime it's Miss Bennett, it's just it's just Jane. It's just Jane. Jane. I, yes. I was confused at first because actually Jane in this episode looks a lot like Elizabeth in the BBC miniseries. She does. Mm-hmm. She so totally does. At first, yes. I was like, oh, they've just because I guess they probably <laughs> filmed this. Would they have filmed this before or after the BBC miniseries? Before, oh. I think. Before, okay, okay. Or concurrently, maybe, maybe. at most. I think Colin Firth took a lot of his performance from Wishmama. <laughs> yeah, yes. I, I read that somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> I'm also a little thrown off because there's been, okay, again, another, like, Pride and Prejudice nerd uh, thing here. Like, the last couple modern productions of Pride and Prejudice, for some reason, they usually make um, Jane Bennett blonde. Yes. And yeah, so, yeah. yeah, having her be brunette here, like, a little bit weird. Because, like, the, it's this weird convention they fall into now where, like, mm-hmm. Elizabeth is brunette and Jane is blonde. It might even be you know? more accurate, though. I can't remember from the book. If yeah, Jane is described as blonde, they they don't ever so. they don't ever indicate any physical no. characteristics. Well, then that's horrible. Yeah. <laughs> um. It did the necklace part happen in the book? Oh no. Okay, so there no. was a fine oh, comedic man. time where Ms. Bingley <laughs> threw a necklace in disgust at the, her poor surroundings uh-huh. over her shoulder, and then it landed in the cup of another innocent party goer, a poor one. So it was okay. a poor one yeah. who then looked at it exactly as I would have looked at a necklace that just dropped into my cup. And then another guy scooped it out of the cup and left with it. Yeah. And it's she, worth a lot of yeah, and yeah. Then she was like, well, I guess I'll drink my tea. I don't think they <laughs> discovered the hygiene scene? yet uh, no. at that point. That uh, I think that was still like 50 years yeah. on. In, Before that. In general, I think there was a lot more physical comedy than I remember from the book. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that is that is true. There was a lot. Miss Bingley had a lot of physical comedy. I will back, say. Back in the real world, there were a lot of good, like, witty repartee between That's true. The friends yeah. and DeMont. There were some good mm-hmm. one-liners. I oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I like yeah. David's line, um, um, why don't you get a radio station and tell them? <laughs> yep. Yes. That, that was hard. I think that's really what drove the yeah that's also kind of what we're doing yeah Yeah. it was relevant (laughs) well i was gonna say i mean that line doesn't really translate to Mm -hmm. today's kids because they don't know what the radio is right right it would be just why don't you start your own podcast yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah and have a listener yeah one listener hi mom oh is your mom listening too no because she can't figure out how to get a podcast i'm going over there tonight to try to remedy that okay okay like, just press the little button. Also, we yeah. found out DeMont's last name. Oh, we did? DeMont Jones. Jones. Oh, Jones. Of course. Jones. Yeah. Of course. Yes. So uh, that? That was the most, like, bully name. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, I'm so disappointed. It's not like DeMont Demon. Yeah. <laughs> they, make his, they draw his character with such broad, bright strokes that it should just be like, DeMont fuckhead <laughs> you know? i and don't you think that the mother would maybe pick up i mean like clearly demont 
doesn't have any friends yeah. and is just okay. sad. I'm just gonna be. Yeah. I'm just gonna be honest here. Demont is going sorry, a tiny little. Uh, this mic is very very hot. Oh, it turns out okay. I did not realize. So we scoot back. Oh, tiny. okay. Oop, sorry. Um, sorry about that. Pod. Dennis, cut out yeah. that part. <laughs> yeah. Now later. it's Molly now. This Molly. Oh, yeah. Molly is actually becoming quite the... Um, I'm, I'm the editor now. Editor. Oh, but yeah, you can hey. just like lean back a little bit more even. <laughs> um, yes. It picks up. Perfect. Awesome. I'm just going to say, DeMont ends up being one of those dudes that in high school sleeps with his high school teacher. Like, it would be him. Oh. Yeah. Because that kid is yeah. like screaming for... Some... Yeah, and like, then like you find out later he issues. yeah you find out later he hooks up with Mary Kay Letourneau like ah uh, yeah, yeah yeah that's why when you're like the mom should know and I'm like no grown women need to stay away from him he's bad with boundaries <laughs> um, and uh, he yeah no he needs to go to counseling yeah also you find out in a later episode actually that he has had a ch- troubled childhood uh, yeah well, so, yeah. so boom which you know given that. You are the actual director's son. Yeah. Like, it's interesting that he gave him that backstory. That or maybe, the, I mean, or a backstory. I guess maybe because he's his son, he's like, this is going to be a full character. Yeah. With, yeah. Yeah. He wants him to have some depth. And, yeah. And um, I did think it was weird that the mom made um, it Joe's problem to fix the fight between David and Sam, which yeah, I was like, Joe doesn't really have, I mean, I don't think it's on Joe. Also, Dave and Sam's fight, I was like, neither of you are suggesting the other one is spreading the rumors. Mm -mm. They're just mad about the rumors. And the rumors are that they asked these other two super nice kids to the dance. And then the super nice kids were like, no. (laughs) And then that didn't solve it. No, they were like, we'll never, we'll never get to the bottom of this. But as we know, these things are very fraught. Yes, that's true. Oh, yeah. And we learned that. Mm -hmm. Um, And then once again, you know, we were not able to give the kids the lessons from the text because no one can understand Wishbone. Yeah. Yeah. Which, do, okay, do you remember as a kid realizing that you could, the kids couldn't understand Wishbone? Um, Nicholas is the person I'm saying you to. I, 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 I think so. I think I, think I knew that. Yeah, I, like, I, I, the last episode I was like absolutely shocked to well, find out. What's interesting is he doesn't seem to know because he, he's yeah. always asking yeah. people like, hey, who wants to play? You know, <laughs> must be so sad. I mean, he would have figured it out by this point. <laughs> no one answers when I talk to them. He's just playing for the camera. Yeah. I think. yeah. He is very sticky. Yes. Yes. Let's or see. he has enough self-confidence mm. that he's like, I'm not going to let me, well, I'm not going to let this that get me down. That is true. I do that sometimes. <laughs> yeah. No one seems to be listening. I'll just keep talking. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Anyone want to play sock ball? Sometimes I do it to my dog. It's like a role reversal. I talk to my dog and he doesn't talk back. I like that he picked the fight with DeMont. In, in oh, the- oh, yeah. Yeah. Yes. You know mm-hmm. Yeah. Wishbone was a good, yeah, Wishbone uh-huh. was a good role model during this yeah. whole, and, like, Yeah. And DeMont was, like, good about, like, you know, being like, hey, control your dog. Instead of, like, I don't know, trying to kick Wishbone. <laughs> I mean. That's he was afraid of, of him, I think. Yeah. For a bully. For a bully. <laughs> yes. He really... Stays on this side of doing something, you know, that could get you expelled. <laughs> I mean, yes. I would assume. Um, let's see. I don't have any other, yeah, any other like notes. Mm, as far as to it's how well it went with the book. I mean, some. I don't think very well. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> Excellent. Okay, so let's talk about some of our more glaring discrepancies. First, as far as plot and character. One of my favorite things about Wishbone is that. Uh, 
for the most part, they do a pretty good job. And like a the Sherlock ones was really good. And, and like, even in episodes that have some pretty dark things in the <laughs> book, they actually, like, tend to show the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Like, in the Les Miserables one, like, they have the guillotine and people getting their heads chopped off. Oh, wow! Put that on the list also. They don't sugarcoat any of this stuff, but... Oh. Yeah, I mean, they really just sort of picked one very <laughs> small plot thread. Really? Sp- just rumors? Presence. Yeah. Which yeah. also, I don't even remember being a big plot point. No. I mean, no. Miss, Bing- Miss Bingley was a much... Bigger character <laughs> than she actually is in the book. Um, yeah, maybe because she was the choreographer and an so she wrote actual actress. In. Like, I mean, <laughs> like, like, yes, she was very broad in the episode, mm-hmm. but also in the way that of someone who like maybe has been in a scene before of like an actual scene with a script at like some yeah. other place, not in Wishbone, mm-hmm. but like maybe she's like you know acted. <laughs> she just like would walk through scenes and. Some scenes didn't even have a line. She would just knock stuff over. Yeah, and then she knew where she'd just be like, "I'm was. bored." Yeah, <laughs> or oh, poor people disgust me. <laughs> and then she just knock a cup over or throw a necklace, and then she'd be done. And then I was like, "Wow, mic drop." Mm-hmm. And yeah, and and the thing is, yeah, I feel like we were supposed to root uh, against her, but I started rooting for her, even though I rooted for her. Yeah, even though the, this wishbone version of Pride and Prejudice was re- really class shaming. I was, I felt like I can't marry times, a poor girl. Yeah. was my favorite line. Of yeah, just, <laughs> yeah, over and over again, just poor is just, bad, and also just and then, straight. Like yeah. you can't. Every Elizabeth, every single one of Elizabeth's line was like how I remember Jane Austen. It's like flowery, and I kind of spent some time going like. What is your point? And then every single one of Mr. Darcy's lines was like, she's poor. So, <laughs> yeah. not doing that. Yeah. yeah no, and they never really... really... <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, and they never like, really... Sir, one of the you know, for a kid's show that's trying to impart some values, like, they never really refuted the, no, you can be poor. Like, oh, poor is yeah. Because they, they, they usually try to be like, no, personality and kindness are the best mm-hmm. thing. And, you know, at the end, it was just sort of like, poor is bad, but they apologize. Now they're hooking the up. The nice guy. <laughs> the yeah. other guy. And so that was a little jarring for like me that. because I felt like Austin was a bit more nuanced about Yeah, Wishbone never learned that poor people were good. Yeah. But the other guy did. The one who liked Jane. Mm-hmm. He yeah. was good yeah. the whole time. Yeah. Although they didn't do like the cardinal sin of Pride and Prejudice, which is like turn it into a shameless romance novel. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Which is like what yeah. a lot of people think Pride and Prejudice is, but it it's very much is. It's actually about going to parties. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, and being nervous. And being them. nervous. So, <laughs> yes. Yeah, that's like the... Okay, so... I did identify with Wishbone a lot. Sincere, I have a headache. Yeah. <laughs> sincere moment or whatever here. Uh, like, Pride and Prejudice is great because it works on a lot of levels. It's just in terms of its outsized influence in, like, modern, you know, movies and films and books and stuff. People just pick the most obvious thing, which is this whole... You know, Pride and Prejudice is basically the um, uh, basic plot line for something like 75% of really uninspired romantic comedies. Boy and girl meet, don't like each other, end up liking each other later once they figure out blah, blah, blah. But it's really... I mean, I always read it as a satire. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's... Like, every character is representing some social class. Yeah. And it's, like, really funny. Like, yeah. You know, and... But whatever, yeah, whatever they do. They did get the humor. Yeah, they got the humor. All the, like, Catherine Heigl, J-Lo, whoever kind of rom-coms, like, they don't pick up on that anymore. They just pick up that sort of, like, uh, humorless, charmless, 
sort of they hate each other, but then they won't hate each other. Not the same sphere as J Lo. Oh, (laughs) Catherine Heigl definitely not the same sphere as Wishbone. I I mean, like I think J Lo might be able to hold her own with Wishbone. Catherine Heigl not. She worse than Demont. She'd probably kick him. Oh, she was unhappy. She doesn't seem like she has a lot of personal restraint. And I actually no. haven't seen the um, Kira Knightley Pride and Prejudice, but I, I, I loathe it they, with the fire set, of a thousand set, suns. Um, the scene where oh, she's no, talking no, to Mister Darcy, like uh, in a rain, in a marsh yeah. or something, yeah. like, and, and in yeah. like, some sort of like a Roman ruin. Yeah, it's waterfalls in England, probably. Yeah, yeah. No, it's it's terrible. Yes, I think. Yeah, I think this is. I'm I'm excited by um, the wishbone interpretation for mm. people like me, but then it also kind of makes me want to go back and read the book yes. because, like, you guys are doing an awesome job of selling it. You really are. Yeah, you really I'm are. Like, you oh. can find it at your local library. We learned yeah. that at wishbone, the end of as from wishbone yeah. told yes. us yes. that. Yeah, and it's actually you library could buy, still exists. You could buy the wishbone novelization. Maybe that'd be a step oh. up. But there are a set yes. of, which, of novelizations. Mm-hmm. Of there are books. What? Episodes. Yeah. Oh, so maybe yeah. I'll oh do, goodness. I watch the show. Yeah. I'll read the novelization. Yes. And then, then be I'll go back and read Jane Austen. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I have, I have a thought about the human non, well, they're all humans except for Wishbone. The regular day. Oh yeah. Uh-huh. Plotline. I, it seemed to me like the exact same plotline as the Sherlock one. Oh yeah, um, right. Yeah. Like, yeah, it was pretty yeah. similar. Um, bit rumors yeah. about Amanda. Yeah. Poor Amanda. <laughs> she was caught in the crossfire a lot. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I was just. I was. Maybe. Maybe that just was. Coincidence. I mean, again, she does though, have some better episodes. Oh, she yeah. Does. Okay. And if you think about like my personal middle school experience, that mm-hmm. also seems fairly accurate. Yeah. Lots of the same problems. Oh, over true. And over and over again. Again yep. and again. Yep. But we had more ultimate frisbee. Well, I did play Ultimate Frisbee, so, you know. I I had more Ultimate Frisbee. Yeah. Sorry, that's not a... (laughs) Nothing nothing to build off from that comment. (laughs) You cannot yes and that statement. Um, Okay, so any other... I'm trying to read through my notes really quick. Oh, here's all my comments about how cute Wishbone is. Mm -hmm. Look at him dance. I like his little cravat. Oh my gosh, the dance is really cute. Can you teach Cooper? This is what I wrote down. Can you teach Cooper to spin around and then bow so he looks like he's dancing? Mm-hmm. Cooper's my dog. Um, I wrote "Can't marry a poor girl" down twice. <laughs> yeah, that's so funny. That just, is very. Interesting. <laughs> really, um, but yes. yeah. So okay, should we do our rating? Yeah. So our rating is big half or little half of the wishbone. Mm. All right. Um, I gave it. I'm gonna give it. Um, oh, that's hard though. I want to give it a little half of the wish moan because I didn't think that there was as much tension in the modern day plot as, you know, to really drive the story forward. Mm. Um, but the Pride and Prejudice, I did like the number of fake flowers and um, <laughs> Miss Bingley's acting and on stage theatrics were so awesome that I think I'm going to have to go with big half of the wish moan. Nicholas? Uh Unfortunately, I think I'll have to give it the little half. Good. Much as, I, yes. much as it was a delight to watch Wishbone for the first time in probably <laughs> 10, 12 years. Um, I'm just too much of a f- real fan of Pride and Prejudice, and I mm. really don't think they did the story mm-hmm. justice, I'm afraid. 
I also am going to hop on the little half of the wishbone bandwagon <laughs> uh, yeah. because, no, that was booty. <laughs> I just is very angry right now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I can't believe that it, made but... me prefer the Kira Knightley version oh, of Pride and Prejudice because wow. I do not like that one, and that was a bit more faithful. It really just made me want to watch the BBC miniseries for the 10th time. <gasps> Let's do it. <laughs> yeah, let's do it. So then okay. there's some good that came of it. <laughs> yeah. Molly with an IE. Uh, I give it the big half because compared to the Sherlock one, that was way better. <laughs> yeah, the production values were way higher yeah, on this yeah. one. Uh, and I liked the gardening scene a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Another scene I don't remember from the book. But. Yes. <laughs> mm-hmm. but I think, yeah, so I, I thought that the production value was good, but mostly I just felt like the middle school dance scene, it was just yeah. it was so... Ah, evocative yeah, that, that I just I have to I have to give it the thumbs up bone mm-hmm. yeah excellent mm-hmm. and I think that's a wrap yeah and we're gonna practice so that was two wishbones technically because we oh, have yeah. two big halves and two little halves okay so that makes two You're whole right. wishbones that does what would it have been if we had well like last time we had done. three big halves and that oh, yeah. was I guess one Confusing. and a half really big wishbones <laughs> yes. okay it doesn't work to add them up I realize that now <laughs> Two wishes. I think that's what <laughs> we call Two whole wishes. Yes. Well, they, uh, wait a minute. Oh, yeah. Right. Yes. We decided that after listening to the last two episodes that we need to go out stronger. Uh-huh. And so that is what we're doing right now. Thanks for listening. Until next time. These have been our voices. Oh, boy. Elizabeth, please, if I can just have a few minutes... I know I sound really rude and arrogant, but I'm really just the nicest guy. Is this the part where you shut the door in my face? Yes, it is. I am most seriously confused. confused.